The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean county, countryside, and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up of, out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. After last Sunday's wonderful epiphany service led by the youth of our congregation, I cried. I cried tears of grief and loss, not joy and celebration as one might expect. My tears signaled to me the very real and ever-present grief that we are carrying these days. And as we know, grief surprises us in various ways and at unexpected times. In that moment, even though I was proud of the youth and loved all the music and the stargazing, I also longed for the pre-COVID times when our Epiphany Festival was filled with people, the singing robust and the children parading around the church with stars on a stick, and then when magically the Magi would appear. All those tears because of what we've lost in worship at church paled in comparison to the tears shed on Wednesday. I experienced grief again but also shock and anger. While I anxiously waited for the election results from Georgia, I witnessed in real time, as did many of you, the invasion of our US Capitol by American citizens. As Pastor Valerie Bridgman wrote, they've been called a number of things, including by me, rioters, insurrectionists, seditionists, but they are also citizens, citizens who believe that the election was stolen, stolen from them, who believe that the votes of mostly black and brown people should be rejected, that there is proof that the current president has been wronged. She continues, I have found myself weary from all the hand wringing and the, this is not who we are posts from mostly white people. I have found myself weary from the announcements by media and others that this was unbelievable and a shocking. And most of that weariness, she says, is because no one that I know who is an activist or advocate for racial or social justice found it unbelievable or shocking. It was predictable. White grievance and rage are 
baked into the DNA of this nation. And that is what I've been reminded of several times this week. Black, indigenous, and people of color have been naming the systemic racism in our country for years. They experience daily the inequities and prejudice against them. They are weary from the tireless work and they call on us who are white to recognize our own privilege in a system that was designed for us and then to work tirelessly to dismantle it. The attack in DC was a grotesque display of power by white supremacists aimed at maintaining the status quo at any cost. It displayed in living color and real time the privilege that white people experience compared to people of color when protests, rioting, and looting are taking place. I am disgusted. I am angry. I am saddened. And I am complicit. It is not enough to not be a racist and to not actively contribute to the disease of racism. We cannot say to ourselves or to each other, well, we're not like those people. We love everyone, no matter the color of their skin. Any indifference to racism or our place in it inevitably makes us complicit in it. And we must repent. Now, repent does not mean to wallow in our sins or grief or crying for show or hanging our head low and saying we're sorry. Repent from the Greek word metanoia means to change one's mind, to turn around and be totally reoriented. And we collectively and individually must acknowledge the ways that our complicity has hurt ourselves and our siblings in Christ and to turn toward new life and freedom and compassion for all. John the Baptist preached a baptism of repentance. He cried out in the wilderness, pleading with the people to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. His baptizing was an invitation to Jewish people to begin again, to rededicate themselves to their mission as God's people and to reorient their lives toward the coming Messiah. We could use a little preaching by John today and lean into his call to repentance. Repentance is not usually the main focus of baptism in our church, but we do it. Our repentance, saying no to the forces of evil and the sin that surrounds us, might easily get lost in the midst of joyfully holding babies or splashing them in the water, anointing their heads with fragrant oil or praying for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But before we do any of that, we proclaim together the great no and yes. As Lutheran pastor and writer Dan Erlander illustrates in his playful books about baptism, we ask the parents and the sponsors to say no to the forces that defy God, the voices which counter the way of Jesus and offer empty promises and turn us away from the Holy One. 
I instruct the, path, uh, the parents and the baptismal sponsors during practice to respond boldly, shouting, I renounce them. And then if they don't do it loud enough, I make them do it again. And then I tell them, it's, this is our way of kicking the devil in the pants. Parents, baptismal sponsors, and the whole assembly boldly proclaim that we reject the power of sin in our lives. And we shout a strong no to the forces that keep us from loving our enemies and serving one another. We renounce the forces of evil and repent of the grip that they hold in our lives. Many precious gifts of Christian baptism have their roots in John's ministry of baptism. Cleansing, forgiveness, repentance or turning, and beginning anew. We shout the big no so that, they, so that we can say yes to Jesus' way of loving the enemy. Jesus' way of serving one another. Jesus' way of forgiving the sinner, healing the sick, and ending hierarchy and domination. And baptism is political and rooted in protest. In the early church, to be baptized into a new life in Christ was a political act. Jesus' ministry in the Roman Empire proclaimed the truth of God's love, God's inclusive love to power. Baptism washes us into a new life of Jesus and rejects the unjust powers of the empire and grants us citizenship in God's kingdom. In baptism, we say no to the self-serving ways of sin and death. And we say yes to the self-giving way of the cross. In baptism, we hear that our lives and this planet matter tremendously to God. In baptism, we hear that we are created in love and given a calling for the sake of the whole creation to be instruments of justice and peace. Martin Luther, church reformer and theologian, said that we should remember our baptism daily, dying to sin and our old self, and rising again to new life, reorienting ourselves to a life marked by Christ's compassion and grace. On this festival day, baptism of our Lord, we read about Jesus' baptism, and we remember our own. Even if we can't remember the actual event, we remember with all the saints, the call and the promise. In baptism, we are called to boldly renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God. We are called to renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God. And we are called to renounce the ways of sin that draw us from God. So I ask you now to join me from home, whether you're muted or unmuted, doesn't matter to me, but please join me as I ask you some questions this morning. Will you live out your baptismal calling and say no to all that defiles God? I will. I will. Will you say no to white supremacy and its demonic legacy in our country? I will. I will. I will. Will you say no to serving self above all others? 
I will. I will. I will. Will you say no to unjust systems that benefit one group of people at the expense of others? I will. I will. Will you say no to self abuse, to abuse of self and others and our planet? I will. I will. I will. I will. Will you say no to empty promises and complicity? I will. I will. This day, every day, boldly shout a strong no to all that destroys and deceives and turn toward the Holy One's yes that proclaims you are beloved of God. Water washed and spirit born, Trusting God's mercy when we fail. We go forth to love and serve in Jesus' name, clinging to the promise that nothing, not one single thing, will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>